Here's another study from Calvary Chapel, Rochester. How many of you grew up on a farmer out in the country? A few of you. How many of you played hide-and-go-seek? Oh, yeah. Well, when I grew up in South Dakota, we lived out in the country. All there was was one REA pole with one light on it outside. And my cousins were living with us for about six months. And we would go outside and we would play hide-and-go-seek out in the dark. Now, we're not talking about dark like in town. We're talking about dark. When you were on the other side of the house from where the REA pole was, it was black. Now, why am I talking about this on a Sunday morning, talking about Mother's Day? Mm-hmm. Well, Teresa was giving me a rough time. She goes, now, don't, don't preach on, on Proverbs 31. I'm like, well, I did that last year. But there's something that we all need to seek as, as mothers, as fathers, as, as people of Christ, that we all need to seek out, and it's not hiding from us. And that's wisdom. So if you'll turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 8. But the reason I brought up the the hide-and-go-seek is I was about Ivy's age when we lived out in the country. So I was five, six years old. I was tiny. And I would go on the dark side of the house, and there was this little depression, shallow depression in the ground. And I would crawl into that little dish in the ground and hope nobody saw me because it was dark. Sometimes I think, though, that everyone knew I was hiding there, and no one just said anything. But wisdom doesn't hide. And that's, and that's what we want to talk about today. If we look at verse 1, it says, Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand upon the top of a high hill beside the way, where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city and at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence. And you fools, be of understanding of heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. Wisdom doesn't hide. And that's what, this, the theme of what I want to talk about this morning. Notice where, where wisdom positions itself. At the highest point at an intersection where it's well seen and it doesn't say that she whispered about it. You know, we heard, we heard earlier when he whispered, you know, can you all stand up? Wisdom doesn't do that. Wisdom's here, here I am. Come over. Find me at the entrance of the doors. She cries out. Most cities were gated. So wisdom hangs out where people have to come in, have to go out. So wisdom positions itself to be seen and to be heard. It's not hiding. And she cries out. To you, O men, I call, and my voice to the sons of men, 
Oh, you simple ones, understand pure prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. I'm calling out to you. Who am I calling out to? He's calling out to mankind, calling out to each and every one of us. Why? So we can understand prudence. What does prudence mean? We hear the term prude all the time. Oh my goodness, that person's such a prude. But prudence, right thinking, thinking about something before doing it, to simple people. To simple people. And to foolish people, be understanding. Have an understanding heart. And why? Because in verse 6 it says, Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. Whether, whether you're prudent or imprudent, whether you're foolish, it, it doesn't matter. Wisdom calls out and says, Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my mouth will come right things. When wisdom opens its mouth, we don't have to worry. Because nothing that comes from true wisdom will be anything but excellent and right. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. The, the, The wisdom... Wisdom completely turns itself away from those things that are crooked and perverse and, and, and wick, completely wicked. These things are plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Again, we're right back to the beginning. So many people think that you have to work so hard to find true wisdom. What are you looking for? What are you seeking? It's like, you know, you've seen some of these old kung fu movies where, you know, the guys are on their hands and their feet and they're crawling to the top of the mountain to seek out the wise man who lives on the snowy peak and, and, and find wisdom. Wisdom's not that hard to find. It's plain. It's not complicated. What's more complicated about wisdom, and we find this out as we continue to grow in Christ, is not the fact that that what wisdom is is complicated, but following it sometimes gets complicated because we make it so. Receive my instruction... And not silver, and acknowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Not only is wisdom there to be had, not only is it easy to understand if we stop and listen, but it has a worth and a value that's beyond anything we can ever have in this world.
anything we can desire cannot be compared to her. Nothing we can desire on this earth can be compared to wisdom. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance, and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. So again, God and wisdom, and we're going to get, as we go further on into this, we're going to see how, how wisdom is not only a, an attribute that men can, can strive towards, but is also an eternal attribute. Because wherever you find God, you're going to find wisdom. There's no separation. And that's really important for us to remember, is that, that God and wisdom don't separate themselves. Along with wisdom... comes the fear of the Lord. Now is that fear like like we think of it? Going back to the example of me being out on the farm, being out in in the dark, out in the, the woods. I don't know if you've ever been around when there are when there are owls or nighthawks or whippoorwills and you hear them out in the woods and it's dark and you can't see anything and you have no idea where it's coming from. And you're seven years old. And you're freaked out. But that's one type of fear. Our honor and our respect for God and who he is and what he does. And, and, and you know what? Using, using C.S. Lewis as an example, when you read the book The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis, there's a character named Aslan. He's supposed to represent Christ. And in the, in, in the book, the animals, these talking animals, if I don't know if you've ever read it or not, these talking animals are trying to describe to these children who Aslan is, and they finally explain to him, he's the king of beasts, he's a lion. And they go, and they go well, is he a tame lion? They go, no, he's not a tame lion. But he is good. And that's the fear we're talking about when we talk about God here is that he's, he's not tame. He's not something we can put in a little box and take with us, like putting our Bible underneath our arm. But he is good. And he asks that, just like him, is that we hate evil, that pride and arrogance and the evil way are things that, and the perverse mouth are things that he hates. Versus the fact that in verse 14 it says, counsel is mine. And sound wisdom, I am understanding. I have strength. Wisdom gives that counsel. It gives that understanding. It gives that strength. And because of real wisdom, true wisdom, when we start in verse 15, there's a whole list here. It says, by me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule, and nobles, and the judges of the earth. I love those who love me, and those who, speak, who seek me diligently will find me. 
Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. Nothing happens, nothing good happens. No power exists without this wisdom. Men reign. Judges make their judgments. Lesser rulers. Riches and honor are with me. So in, in, in real wisdom, riches and honor are going to accompany. Maybe not the way we think of it, not, not in our bank accounts. I know that should set off big, big... Uh, warning bells in your head if somebody's telling you oh you know if you're wise you're going to have money but true riches come with wisdom and the fruit of wisdom those things that come out of wisdom those riches we receive whatever they might be is better than gold better than fine gold better than choice silver Again, back to wisdom. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I've been established from everlasting to everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made earth, or the fields, or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew up a circle on the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he assigned the sea to its limit, so the waters would not transgress his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Wisdom has been there since before the beginning. This wisdom that has been presented to us that we can receive from God because this wisdom dwelled with God. It is his attribute. It is part of him. before all of these things. And it's interesting that in verse 30 it says, When I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. That wisdom has an amazing ability to craft and change who we are and what we do. It's a delight. And wisdom's delight 
is with us. It's with us. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children. For blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates and waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Again, wisdom cries out. Listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Real wisdom, true wisdom, those that are willing to follow God and listen to him and listening to the wisdom he imparts, they're going to be blessed. Hear that instruction. Be wise. And don't disdain it. We hear that word disdain and realize that the word disdain means we don't, we don't treat it like something that's, that's cheap and that we would easily throw away. Blessed is the man who, again, who listens and watches and waits. You'll look, it says... Who listens to me, watches daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. Wisdom's not hard to find, but it's hard to follow true godly wisdom if we aren't seeking it out and making it part of our lives each and every day in the things that we do, in the places we go, and the things we seek. Because whoever finds me, whoever finds wisdom, finds life. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing concept to realize that when we follow the wisdom that God lays before us, that in that there is real, true, and amazing life. And with that life that God imparts through wisdom, he also imparts favor. And knowing all that, we, we also know what the consequences of not following are. Because, in, And this is kind of a, 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 an interesting verse to end with because I like to end things on a positive note. I don't know about you guys. But, but it says, but he who sins against... The, me wrongs his own soul and those who hate me love death but it gives thinking about this it gives us a compare and contrast the world's wisdom and God's wisdom we know what the result of following the world's wisdom what's going to happen our own soul is wronged by it. Those that hate godly wisdom love death. And that's what it's going to lead to. Not just physical death, but spiritual death and emotional death. 
in our relationships it's going to create we're going to create distance and death versus God's wisdom now the reason I ended up picking this passage now now that we're through this entire passage on a mother's day is this you notice something that Solomon when he writes this refers to wisdom as a woman and on a mother's day and and, and for all of us we have to remember that when we re- embrace true wisdom and we become that that person that God calls us to then we can be the mothers that we need to be we can be the fathers the pastors the teachers whatever you may do in throughout your life we can be that and be that to such a level that the world looks and sees us but in us sees God's wisdom when our children look at us as mothers and fathers do they see God's wisdom and it's a, it's it's a it's an amazing and hard question to ask yourself but this morning what part does God's wisdom play in your own life that's what it all all boils down to because we know it's there we know God's not hiding that that it's accessible we know what the consequences of not embracing God's wisdom are, embracing the, the, the wisdom of the world. Now we have to come to the point of figuring out what we're going to do with it. So what this morning will you do with that wisdom that presents itself before you and calls out to you to embrace it in God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day and we thank you for your wisdom. We know that that many, many times we we catch ourselves following the world's wisdom and, and we know where it leads. But then there are those times that we, we look and we see your wisdom crying out to us asking us to follow and we follow and it's such an amazing amazing life that we can live when we dwell in your wisdom Lord I just ask that you be with each and every one here that you would especially be with the mothers this morning as we celebrate them and the opportunity they have to impart wisdom to all of those around them Lord we thank you And we praise you for all that you give. And we pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.